0: When the scribes and Pharisees asked our Lord about the greatest commandment, he replied, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. So why do we hear some of today's most prominent pastors saying things like this? It had everything to do with how we talk about the Bible, and specifically, or along with that, what we point to as the foundation of faith, which for most Christians, unfortunately, is the Bible. We need to do better. We need to love God with all our hearts and stand unashamedly on the rock of His Word. We need to love the Lord with all of our souls and respond to the worldview issues of our day with the wisdom and discernment that comes only from Him. We need to love the Lord with our minds and understand the calling of God's people in every area of life in God's world. We need to love the Lord our God with all our strength and face the work of building a life-giving, God-honoring culture. Join us for 10 days at the Runner Academy for Cultural Leadership as we consider how the gospel influences all of life and culture and the role that we have to play in applying foundational Christian thinking to every area of life. non rock a boat, must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want
1: to sink it. Are you going to bark all day,
0: little doggy? or are you gonna bite? delusional. The, yeah, I love to guess, uh, delusional. To yeah, delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> she hung up on me. What? Yeah! Oh <laughs> what? What?
2: Desperate times call for faithful men, and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives. Right. Don't go into the world and make homies. Right. Disciples.
0: I yeah. got I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, Pasta. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when no. they're not.
2: When the wicked increase, transgression increases. But the righteous will look upon their downfall. How's that for a promise? Discipline your Son, and He will give you rest. He will give the light to your heart. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is He who keeps the law. That would be Proverbs 29, verses 16 through 18. What is up, everyone? This is an unusual Apologia Radio episode today because I am flying solo. My, oh, also plus our guest, but I've never done this by myself today, so I'm kind of excited and I'm excited for this conversation. Um, trying to bring up some background music here, if I can get it right. There it is. I don't know if the guests can hear it or not. This happens to be my favorite, I think my favorite seal song. Before I get to our guest, I'm going to mention our sponsors real quick. I'm very excited. We have a new sponsor I'm very, very excited about, it. I'll get to it in a second. Um, but we've been partnering with Ion Layers, you guys all know. And I completely forgot to put on my Ion Layer patch today, like an idiot. I even had it laid out and forgot, but they are awesome. You can go to ironlayer.com, get $50 off your first order uh, with the coupon code Apologia. And as a reminder as well, <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm getting over a little cold. Um, we've been uh, partnering with Heritage Defense. You can go to heritagedefense.org. Again, put in Apologia in the coupon code and get um, your first month free. And again, if you're not familiar with uh, Heritage Defense, if you are a homeschooling family, you need to be signed up with Heritage Defense. They're going to make sure you're protected if any three letter agency ever comes knocking at your door. And I'm very excited, very excited for our new sponsor, which I'll get to quickly because my guest does not have all that much time today with us. Um, if you guys heard any of the shows we did with Bill Rapier, he is a legendary, legendary grew Navy SEAL. Uh, guys that I know that are in the that are current SEALs highly admire this man he's been on twice he's become a good brother of ours uh he's doing some really awesome work and uh, for a living now he uh, does sh- training for shooting so you can go to amtac amtac shooting.com but we are partnering him with him now with his blades which i'm very stoked about uh you can go to amtacblades.com Oop, put an apologia in the coupon code and you get 5% off. And uh, proceeds with the partnership are going to go towards Apology Studios and an abortion now. How cool is that? Uh, but if you order one of these blades, um, I'll go to the website next time because we're, we're in a hurry today. Uh, but if you go, check these blades out. These are sick. This blade is amazing. I mean, this is this is from a Navy SEAL. <laughs> Legendary Navy SEAL. This is the blades he's selling. And uh, this is a Northman x It's a little bit bigger version than the Northman because I have large hands. Super sharp. I got the serrated version. These sheaths are just incredible. So uh, check it out. You can get, um, like I said, 5% off with the coupon code Apologia. And it even comes with a dummy blade as well. So you can practice with a dummy blade without stabbing yourself and having to go to the hospital. So Amtech blades. I'm very, very excited to be partnering with them. Bill is Amazing. That brings me to my guest, John Cooper. What's up, my dude? Good. How are you?
1: What's up? How you doing, man? Good. I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking. If I was just watching this show, I don't think I would think that you look like a Christian. Have you heard that? <laughs> Have you heard that before? Are you sure? Are uh, <laughs> no. I'm just saying. Look at you. You're so scary looking, man. You're just you're mean looking. You got these tattoos, and uh, I just don't know. You got that crazy uh, artwork in the background. Looks like blood dripping down. Is that what that is? Oh, d- what's wrong with this show, man? And you come up blades. You're selling knives, and you have blood you know, what's dripping funny is, down uh, everywhere.
2: The, uh, the Trinity <laughs> symbol we have in that. Like every so often, we get somebody in the live chat that's like, "That's a symbol of the devil, Celtic." blah 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 and we're like oh my goodness not this again we literally had to make a video to show people that no actually this is a representation of the trinity um so anyways yeah thanks for that thanks for bringing that up
1: well it's always difficult when (laughs) never mind move on (laughs) on. dude good to be here with you though luke and i'm glad I i got only you so now yeah. you know it's just me and you we can do our thing we don't have to worry about uh, any of these other people that probably also <laughs> look like they're not really saved but, but or, i don't mean, know i don't know yeah, don't know uh, yeah jeff
2: oh yeah that reminds me <laughs> uh, jeff is uh in that state again that i'm not allowed to mention um and with those twin babies and actually one of them is for sure being released this week uh weekend and hopefully the other one right after that so they should be bringing them home very quickly uh i'll tell you twin babies that they're adopting out of a state you're very familiar with then i'm not okay i knew that i knew that
1: i think it's awesome and it's it's such Uh, a cool story people
2: in the chat think you were being serious um so
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right can we let's start can we start the whole show over and i'm going to say this like (laughs) luke i think you look Jesus is concerned about Amen. the outside of the bowl, not the inside. Don't clean the inside. The, don't don't just. Uh, no wait 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 wait. Yeah. No, it's the. I'm sorry, it's the opposite. Jesus is concerned go. about the inside of the bowl and not the out. So you know what, brother? I know that you love the. <laughs> you have the, the light of the Lord how shining times,
2: outside of you.
1: How many times have you just heard someone saying, "Shining say, out,"
2: <clears throat> talking about you, or maybe to you, and like John must have got those tattoos before he was a Christian. <laughs> well i've I've been i've been
1: playing music for so long most everybody knows that i didn't have them until like later on in my career so 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 there probably will be people that 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 may think that i i get all the i get all kinds of crazy stuff it doesn't even really bother me as well of of the things that bother me that just isn't one of them I, i never get bothered by people that are like you don't even look like a christian i'm like oh that's uh it makes yeah. me sad for them, you know, because that's it's such a misunderstanding of what the gospel is all about. And I just go, Oh, I really wish that, that, I, yeah. hope that they get it. I hope yeah, you know, they could. I so, think I text you one day it.
2: we were my kids were watching it was like they were watching like a skillet marathon or something on YouTube one day and like we were like tracking your tattoos <laughs> through the videos, like like I didn't have any there and then he had one there and he got another right. one here. And, uh anyways, that's not creepy at all. You
1: see, and this is actually an a. No, it's not. It's uh, it's not making me want to end the interview or anything like. <laughs> it's it's actually another example of why you might not actually be saved. You force your kids to have a skillet marathon. That's either the best parenting thing I've ever heard, or for the, the record, worst. I, I don't even know. They which were doing one. it on their own. For I can't their, even discern. I
2: walked. I walk. Happened to walk into it. Oh, okay. All after right. I That's heard good. skillet playing for like three hours, I was like, "What are you guys doing?" um anyways you know i almost sent you a video yesterday okay this is gonna get you more weird i almost sent you a video yesterday because i was getting ready in the morning i was making breakfast and i heard my daughter in the shower and i heard skillet playing while she was in the shower and i was like ah, I might be weird if i send him that video yeah
1: she's rocking out dude shower is the best place to listen to music and sing along because um right you convince yourself right. that no one can hear you So, so you just kind of like really go for it. And then later you're like, oh, that's embarrassing. Everybody can hear. Uh, But so for people listening that don't know, so obviously you and I are friends. So we send each other stuff all the time. And, and you're particularly been very helpful to me on issues of, uh, you know, when I ask about things about the pro-life movement or in abortion now, what's the difference between these things? What is the kind of law of God say about X, Y, and Z? You've been such a Real encouragement to me on those things. I appreciate our friendship. And of course I've friends yeah. with uh one of your co-pastors, James White, who is, is a good friend of mine. So anyway, I appreciate you a lot. And for anybody not sure if I was uh being mean to you at the <laughs> beginning, I was joking.
2: I know well, you're a Christian. <laughs> Thank you. No, I appreciate that a ton. I feel you're the welcome. Same. so um so yeah, man, I'm excited. I know we've had this show planned for a while and uh so why are why are we having you on today and what's going on with you? You just living life or <laughs>
1: why are we have why are we having you on today well man you know i i released my new book um i told you i have it right here so i can show what it looks like look how gorgeous this look how gorgeous america. that book is Woo! It's, go- it, it's and it it's dense too. america there's an american flag you must be a christian nationalist we can talk about that if you want anyway um yeah i released the new book wimpy week and woke about two weeks ago and uh, i'm so very excited about the book and uh, we can talk all about it and uh, was, that's yeah. why we're here man i tell you what we 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 really need to do everything we can do to train christians to understand that we really are at the precipice of the end mm. of western civilization it's not even being it's not even being pessimistic uh, it's just like a that's actually where we are. I, I, I believe the gospel is going to win. I'm not shaken. I just want people to know <laughs> that yeah. we're kind of at the precipice. And if you like the idea, if you like the idea of being able to raise your kids in the fear and admonition of the Lord without government um, recriminations, then I think you should be aware of where we're at. And you might want to stand up. If you think that it would be really wonderful even if you don't send your kids to public school if you think it'd be great for your public school not to mm-hmm. have uh, you know drag queens come in to read stories to your children to teach them radical gender theory and things like that then i think christians should understand this is what's happening you have a chance right now to speak yeah. up why wouldn't you speak up because it's going to lead to really terrible results not just for christians for all kids and if you really believe that 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 God cares about people then I don't know why you wouldn't stand up. And that's mm. sort of what the point well, is about.
2: It's really good. You all it's really good. I, uh, I didn't read it, but I listened to it. I made sure I clarified. Cause you're like, wow, I can't believe you actually right I was like, well, to be fair, I listened to it, <laughs> but I listened to it with, uh, on this cool app. I forget what the app's called, but, uh, I listened to it with like this cool, like British professor voice. So it made it sound even like way more intelligent. Um, but for real, like, <laughs> i'll see if i can find the voice for you it's great (laughs) uh no it's seriously i was like i'm not just saying this it i didn't i wasn't sure what to expect going into it um other than the you know the conversations we have but like dude you did your (laughs) homework like it was i mean you start getting into hegel and like all this philosophical stuff and i was like dang because i've taught through some of that stuff and that's not that is not easy stuff to grasp um so the fact that you were able to to grasp it and then Mm -hmm. like uh write it write about it in a way that like dumb dums, uh can understand was really awesome so <laughs> and i'm not calling you a I'm not calling you a dumb dumb but oh, uh thank you, you know, but you made it so like the the common folks could kid uh can read it and understand and so like guys i mean seriously it's just the the homework the amount of time and prep you put into it was was evident it, it's not just it's not just like a like a like just what you're thinking and feeling, you know, it's it's like you like I said, you've done your homework. You've laid out right right um, Just the foundation essentially for why we're at where we're at in our culture. So um, um, So you mm. Yeah, and you I was gonna tell you well, uh, that's cool to hear um, you sounded you you wrote that like you were one of the evangelical elites
1: Yeah. <laughs> like I am one of them. <laughs> well for, well, from one dum dumb to another, um I, <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I mean, the reason is is because, um, so I've got six hundred fifty footnotes in the book the uh, yeah the 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 reason being that what I've noticed in the last few years, one of the things that that I find that it, whether we're talking about the Christian progressive left, or whether you're talking about just the the progressives in general. One of the tactics they use against us is when we say something like, Hey, I don't mm-hmm. like uh critical race theory because it's it's a Marxian worldview. It comes from Marxism. I always get pushback and they they always say things like this. You don't even know what a critical race theory is. Marx had never said that. So and so never said that. That's not from the sexual revolution. Um they just keep going or if you ever say anything about uh american history they always push back that's just that's christian nationalism they they're always saying that people like us don't know what we're talking about and the truth of the matter is and i don't even mean this arrogantly i actually meant it for one dumb <laughs> dumb to a whole bunch of dumb dumbs maybe <laughs> listening to the show i don't know the truth it, this isn't arrogant at all the truth is is that the, the our opponents in these in these. Philosophical arguments, they are not arguing right. in good faith. For the most part, they truly do not know what they are talking about. They have never read or understand the philosophies that they are pushing onto us. They only they just believe it in a sort of religious way, um, sort of like a blind religious yeah. way, that they are doing something good because they were taught this by celebrities or by their some college professor, or because that's what cool people do on yeah. the internet. And so they're regurgitating things that they've heard people say, such as "Luke, you don't even know what critical race theory is." It's not a good faith exercise. They just want to win an argument. So I thought, you know what? I'm going mm-hmm. to put the original quotes from these people. So when I say something like, Karl Marx hated God, and when they go, you don't even know what you're talking about, you people who read right. my book will know exactly what Karl Marx had to say. And you'll understand how demonic these uh philosophies are. These people hated God, with they yeah. just a vehement passion. Um, Karl Marx, I think he said it, he didn't say the image of Christ on earth, but he would say... Um, the aroma of Christ on earth. And what he meant was, is that there's all these institutions that are basically, um, they would say the image of Christ is on the aroma of Christ is on. And we need to just break all of them down so that there are no vestiges of Christianity anywhere. So that would be like something like the family, a man and, and, and a husband, a wife raising a child. He would say, no, we need, the family gone because the family is a representation of Christ on earth. That's kind of his language. If Christians understood this, they would want nothing to do with anything coming from Mark. I'm just
2: curious. How many uh, books do you think you read in preparation for this?
1: Oh man, I don't even know. You know, I have a picture that I've been meaning to post on social media. Maybe I'll do it this week. So everybody listen to Apologia. Within the week, I'm going to try to post this picture. It's got to be 40, 50, 60 books of just, the, of just the books that I quoted. And that's not, that's not including uh, digital books that I may have quoted or other books I had read. So only the books wow. I quoted. There must be 60 books in there. I don't know. It was so much work because I kept delving into it. And uh, there's so much to pull from. There's so much proof that I just, I, I wanted to expound on it because, uh, yeah, like I say, I'm just tired of people saying, you don't even know what they even say. Well, if you read my book, you're going to yeah, know exactly great, what these people. Like uh, say.
2: I mean, that's something we've learned from, from James, from Dr. White is just, you need to understand the opponent's argument better than they do. So you've definitely done that. Do, are you able to, um, read while you're riding on the tour buses or do you get cart? See, I can't, I could not do that. I couldn't, yeah. I can could barely read a street sign without getting sick. Yeah. You know, I, I
1: no no i i do a lot of reading on the road the first thing i would just mention is it's interesting that james white says that that when is james going to learn a good argument for a thing (laughs) i'm just joking that was a joke Uh, i I uh, enjoyed it (laughs) yes james definitely yeah yeah, thank you. You're going to get comments. Yeah. Now he's ma- now he's making fun of it. No, James is a great friend of mine and I'm, and and absolutely brilliant. But yes, James is great. He's like you have to understand what the best arguments of the other side are so that you can make an argument. And so I'm like, yeah, I've got to understand. I don't want to know just what Vodi Bacham yeah. ha- has to say, that Marx said, even though Vodi uh expounds it very well. I want to know what Marx had to say. But yeah, I do that reading on the road. I love to read and the truth is, is that I just got really passionate about it because, uh, because, yeah, the times are so confusing. And the truth is, is that there were too many Christian people, in my opinion, there were too many Christian leaders sort of yeah. trying to find that third way with people like Marx. I remember seeing on somebody's, I won't say whose, but a Christian leader who is Orthodox. He was he was getting it was in 2020. He was getting sick of people like Bodie saying, you guys, this comes from Marx. Stay away from it. critical theory comes from Marx. Critical race theory comes from Marx. Stay away from it. I think that this guy was getting sick of it. So he tried to do that third way thing, which was, guys, just because something comes from Marx doesn't mean that it's all bad. And then he did one of these, you know, Marx cared for the poor. And yes, he didn't do it in a biblical way, but he did try to care for the poor. So we can't just say we hate Mark or sorry, I shouldn't say, hate. we, yeah. we can't just say that everything Mark said was wrong that I got so sick of that because. I don't think that that person that wrote that even believes it. I think he just was annoyed at people like Vody or whoever, or 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 Durbin or or James White or me or you. <laughs> I think he just was yeah. annoyed, but he can't possibly believe that. And so I started reading all these books, and I'm like, no, Marx didn't care for the poor. Marx hated everybody. I mean, he, he hated everybody. And so um, that's why I started reading so many of those. I mean, not books amazing on the road. that
2: you had to do that, but that you've been able to do that. Um, just curious, how many, uh, how often, like during the day when you're talking, do you, uh, say something and then it, you realize it's one of your songs that you just said, like you just said, sick of it, like five times. Now I have the, oh, <laughs> like anytime I hear that now, someone say sick of it, then and you say it a lot on Cooper stuff, by the way. Um, then I'm like, well, of course he says it a lot because that's one of his songs, and now it's in my head for the next 24 hours. So thank you.
1: I have never considered that, and I didn't know that I do that. And you've had a lot to be sick of lately, to be fair. So, (laughs) so now I'm gonna. Well, since the 2020s, everything is, you know, what is the? There's the term. Did you read? um, No. The book, the Boniface option. I've heard of it. Do you Do you know of that book? Okay, I know that Doug Wilson is uh, is reviewed it, and is it Andrew? Is it Isaacar? Isaacar or something like that? I can't remember his name. Anyway, in his book, what it's a fantastic book, but he's got a um, a term mm. he uses called "trash world." I think it's mm. the best way to say it. Since 2020 is when I, I my it. eyes opened up to trash world, and yes, I am sick of <laughs> hey, it. Hey, real quick, here I like it. it too.
2: What? What?
1: But if yeah i was gonna say if people can yeah. only buy one book for christmas don't don't get andrew car's uh, yes. book though get my book go to john l com, john l com, and get my book and then if you can get two books you, you should go. also well get played. the you can also get some cool shirt.
2: shirts and stuff from john l cooper like smelling commies and stuff uh here i'm gonna i'm hoping you can hear this this is that voice that's been listening to your book in- I'm starting to realize that this is going to be a long conversation that has the potential to hurt our friendship, but I cannot be the one to end it because I don't want to send the signal that I'm not willing It's amazing, right? You just...
1: That, that is absolutely crazy, <laughs> hearing my words through that voice. I, I'm like, did I just get into a Winnie the Pooh cartoon? <laughs> it's yeah, like, it... I've got a rumbly tummy. Uh, it just makes yeah, it sound... It's very, uh, yeah, That's just yeah there you go you got it you already
2: got it down woke. it just makes it yeah, sound so weird. much more astute but um yeah no we've i know we've been talking a lot even the last few days about some certain individuals and their wokeness we're not going to mention by name we we decided but uh um i will say <clears throat> i want to go back to the verse that um i read at the beginning as we get into this conversation a little more um and uh again that was in proverbs 29 and you know, you mentioned we're like at this precipice where it's, I agree. It's like, and we've talked a little bit about this, but it's like what we're watching before us is society. It is reaching this like point where it's just like, it's going to crumble. It's, and it already is starting to like turn on itself, right? Because there's no objective standard for any of this nonsense. It's just, it's just, you know, everyone for himself. And, uh, but I love the, I love the, I, I say, I talk about Proverbs 29, 18, 29, uh, 29, 18 all the time, which is where there's no prophetic vision. People cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. But I went up a couple today and it's just, I love verse 16. And this is, like I said at the beginning, this is a promise. This is for, for us faithful Christians. When the wicked increase, transgression increases. That's what we're watching, right? But the righteous will look upon their downfall. And, uh, that post mill, though. And like, so yeah, we might be in some awful times, you know, we might we would have to endure some pain and suffering, um, from all the nonsense, but we will look upon their downfall because this will all be put under the feet of Christ. And I think, uh, I think I got this from James actually. Um, he was saying like, <sighs> this is, this is how i have been thinking about it. Like just watching all this unfold before us, I think that. God's allowing, and I'm, I'm not trying to be prophetic here, but I, I like, I mean, in the sense of making a prophecy, but, um, I think that maybe God's allowing all this to, to play out to, to the fullest, right. So that it crumbles upon itself. So we can look back in history when it's been put on his feet of Christ and say, man, that was a silly time wasn't that silly that was silly what they were saying um and then everyone laughs at it cuz it's like what a bunch of dumb <laughs> dumbs why would you think like that um mm. but it, it's like it has to it has to be played out to the fullest for it to crumble you know otherwise there's like little glimpses of hope here and there um and even with like you know communism we're talking about socialism right like it was tried economically major failure i think you might have even talked about this um And um, it' a major failure, but now it's like it's crept into society, um, not necessarily economically, uh, but in the social structure. And it's like it's going again at some point. It's going to just not work. They tried it. It was fun. Good try. didn't work. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's a great point. You know, I guess I, I think it's an interesting way to say it like this. Let me see if, if, if you know what I'm getting at. So we believe, of course, in the providence of God. We believe in in sort of this spiritual promise that God says um, the righteous will see the, the downfall of the wicked ultimately, right? So we, we know that. But I think a lot of times as Christians, we don't necessarily think about the fact that God has created a world that is that is rational, actually. It's logical, It's not Mm -hmm. arbitrary, and so the downfall of the wicked, of course, is a spiritual, providential thing, but in some cases, it's also just logical, and what I mean by that is, for instance, 2020 is the first time I ever heard of defund the police, so you have all this stuff happening. You have these really wicked, wicked ideas about defund the police being birthed out of this sort of critical really a critical whiteness studies thing that that basically um, America is oppressors. Uh, men are oppressors. White people are oppressors. The system is oppressing. And the way we're going to fix it is to defund the police. Mm. We're going to let criminals out of jail. No bail, uh, no cash bail and all these things so that we can so that we can stop um, disparities on for for people of color these these terrible Mm. outcomes for people of color well anybody that knows anything about anything knows that is going to hurt the very people that you say you want to help i can't think of anything that's going to hurt these communities more than literally getting rid of police yeah and so part of what happens is that these things just logically outward they can't work and so because they don't work well well what do you see Here we are three years later. Um, I'm sure you've kept up, but like even one of the people in Minneapolis on the council, one of the people saying we got to defund the police, get rid of the police because it's a racist organization, let people out of jail. I don't know if you saw about three months ago. She got carjacked and beat up really bad. And she. Oh, this is this is like real. And she's sold is selling her house and moving out. She's leaving Minneapolis wow. and she was one of the main people on the council doing it. Now, of course, I'm not happy that happened to her. I don't want, I don't want to see any uh, evil and violence happen. But the point is, is that yes, the righteous will see, see the downfall of the wicked. It, it, eventually it's a promise of God and God in his sovereignty and in his providence. he's going to do these great things, but also these things just don't work. So if you have, Queer, there's a group called Queers for Palestine in America. Queers right. for Palestine, they are, they are fighting for people in the Gaza Strip. Yeah. You know, but because they hate Israel because they they believe in this sort of oppressors and oppressed thing, and they hate Western civilization. And you're thinking about it. You're thinking if you get what you want, the thing like this would be way worse for you. Do you not oh, yeah. know how bad this could end? So the the thing, I guess, I mean, that's a bit of a weird. I don't know why I brought that in, except to say that, I guess what I'm trying to say is that people are sort of, they're sort of, they're delusional, yeah. and they don't even really know what they're fighting for, and but they're just pushing for something. But naturally, it will have a downfall, just like communism, and a lot of Christians still don't understand, that communism really did set itself up as a rival god against christianity and we don't even mean that in in a like a, an apologetic sense like you know, what apologetic sometimes you say well they, they set themselves up as a rival god and, and we mean it philosophically no the communists actually said it they yeah. actually said we need to tear down christianity because we have an all-inclusive system that is going to to cause man to evolve into a god into a superhuman and and they tried it and in the end it it was so destructive it was so it, I mean, they murdered over 120 million people in the mm. last century alone from marxist regime 120 million people and by the way that makes nazism i oh, mean yeah. nazism seem not even they're not even playing in the pros 11 either, you know 11 what I mean?
2: million was the nazis
1: it, yeah exactly so that's not to diminish the evil of right. Nazism. It's just to say they're not even in the prose yet, bro. So um, I think that, that in my book, I'm I'm explaining that these things don't actually work in reality because God gave us a moral law that coincides with a moral universe that he created. And when you obey the law of God, you find that your outcomes are good because of the blessing of God, but also because it works in the good world that he created. Yeah.
2: Amen, man. I mean, the, and the result, a, a perfect example of what this looks like was Chaz in charge, right? <laughs> in Seattle. Like, yeah, Chaz, I, that want, was crazy. I want Chaz in charge of me. Like it didn't work, right? It, it, it lasted yep. like a minute. And then we're like, yeah, dummies. Do you think that was going to work? But that, that's what, that's just like a microcosm of what we're talking about if it's played out into an entire society that's what will happen it's just moral anarchy and, and it's just yes. complete destruction um so i'm thankful i live in a conservative state i'll say that <laughs> um, yeah
1: i mean it's it's pretty crazy and one of the things that i just wouldn't mind mentioning is that i'm sure everybody listening knows this but obviously we're not even we're not even arguing about right and left anymore. Right. You know what I mean. This isn't even like, you know, guys, um, ab- ab- abortions on the table. I mean, of course, abortion. You know, abortion is that. Of course, it is. This isn't like tax policy, border policy. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's not even that. This is a, this is kind of broken down to. Do you think that the principles of of America are worth preserving? Are right. they good? Or are they evil? And that that is what is happening now. And that's the reason really why I think that the Israel-Palestine thing has really opened a lot of people's eyes into realizing there's no way we can have, quote-unquote, unity in America when half the country wants to destroy the the founding principles. And then the last thing I'll say about this, I wrote it in the book, this war against America that we're talking about is a war against Christianity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: not because we believe that America and the kingdom of God are syn- synonymous. We, we're not saying that America is the New Israel or something dumb like that. So you're not a, Christian, a Christian nationalism. nationalism. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Christian nationalism, everybody. What we're saying is is that the the principles that people hate about America come from the Bible. They're, yeah. they're, I, I did something interesting. I've never said this in a podcast, but but check it out. You'll think this is interesting. So do you remember in 2020 when the Smithsonian um, came out with their chart of whiteness for the, the Museum of African-American History? Do you remember the chart of whiteness I, that came I, out? I, I don't. And, oh, dude. Got, so Just Google. Google Smithsonian whiteness chart. And in 2020, because of all the race stuff, They and and so it was the Museum of African American History for the Smithsonian, and they 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 list this thing about the attributes of whiteness, and if you even if you're a person of color, but you value these attributes, it means that you have internalized whiteness. Wow. They got a ton. They got a ton of blowback. So I took that chart. Then I looked up one of these government things. So there's a government site, and I can't remember. I think it's called. Uh, I can't remember it's called help something immigration I can't remember but it's it's a government site for people who want to immigrate to America to tell them what the values of America are so that they can integrate better so it's a government site and dude if you take the attributes of whiteness and you take the government chart that says what America is like they're literally 95% synonymous okay wow. they call it things like the protestant work ethic yep apparently the pro- the protestant work ethic is whiteness yep the belief in monotheism um individualism pulling yourself up from your your bootstraps they call yep. it you know like rugged individual all these things so the the <laughs> the point i'm making is is that the war against america is a war against christianity and mm. christians have got to realize that that is not being quote-unquote political that's not getting being a christian nationalist it's to understand that when these people want to tear down america it's not america they're really trying to tear down it's christian values yeah
2: amen i remember that now that you said that i remember the protestant work ethic when i remember it. i was like what i was like so we're just all supposed to be a bunch <laughs> of lazy bums like but i mean that's that's the <laughs> result everyone's been living off of uh you know uncle sleepy joe's uh COVID bucks for years you know yeah, i know i know plenty of people um not anybody at my church i can tell you that but i know people that um you know just literally could have gone back to work and they're like i make more money sitting on my couch it's like okay well oh yeah that's here's your protestant and work eventually
1: Catholic. like we said eventually those things it will become very clear yeah. that they just don't work yep and then what's going to happen you will, I believe you're going to have the people of god who have been living out the word of god the law of god commands of god whatever you want to call it we've been working that out and so the wicked and and, and the ones who are, are, are rejecting the created order of god and the law of god well their their stuff is just going to keep getting worse cuz it don't work but christians What are we going to do? We're going to be having children. We're going to be raising our children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. So our children are going to be, they're going to have less mental health issues. They're not going to be on medication like the rest of the world. They're not going to be gender confused. They're going to know how to work. And then people are going to be like, well, I think I'd rather have that kid that knows how to work than some other kid that's complaining Mm -hmm. because he's not getting enough entitlement sitting on his couch.
2: Yeah. Booyah. Exactly right. Now you really sound that post mill um no i've been saying that i been i got this from from joe boot who's now one of your friends as well like um and i've been saying this for a while but we're gonna literally just outlive this maybe not us personally but our kids maybe grandkids maybe great grandkids we're gonna our our prodigy is gonna outlive this nonsense right again because it's all gonna be put on the feet of christ they're not making babies and if they are they're killing them you know, they're all half of them are gay. You know, like they're just not—they're not, not going to produce offspring, and so just by sheer numbers, and maybe a generation or two generations down the road, we will outlive this. Us, the 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 Mormons and the Muslims, and so we're going to have a different <laughs> different battle on earth. Yeah, hands.
1: and you know what? Sweet, what you just said, <laughs> I, I, I Pete. The world doesn't even want to have kids. Right. I mean, they think that it, we're getting to the place where they're actually saying it out loud, as you know, uh, that kids are actually sort of oppressive, yeah. sort of a bummer. They keep me from my dreams. You're actually a better person if you don't have kids because kids, uh, um, we are killing the earth. And yeah. you're actually a more virtuous person if you don't. And and here's what I want to say. And here's the call to the church. Woo, I feel it. I feel that Holy Spirit <laughs> rising up in me now. Here's the call to the church. As you just said, we are the ones having children. The world is not having children. Then why aren't we making more of a difference now? And here's where I believe the the kind of prophetic challenge to the church comes. We are supplying the very living human beings that are causing the secular revolution to happen because Christians are losing their kids mm-hmm. in college mm-hmm. because we are not prepared right. in the word of God to understand the philosophies of the day and, and how we train our children to say no to those things. And here's another prophetic, uh, I hope, prophetic challenge to the church. We should be already outliving the world. Mm-hmm. Why are we not? Because we believe that we are, we are not to be drunken uh, with wine. We're to be uh, full of the Spirit of God, so if if you live your life not drunk, um, hurting your body with alcohol, hurting your body with drugs, hurting your body with sexual promiscuity, hurting your mind with pornography, we go down all the list. We should already be far outliving yeah. the world, and and here's where the challenge comes in. Why are the levels of pornography? in the church so similar to the world? Mm -hmm. Why are the levels of drunkenness so much similar? We can go down that list. If the church would just live like the church, well, I think we'd already see that disparity that you're already talking about. I believe we just need to train the church to live as the Holy Spirit-filled people that we are. And I believe that 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 disparity between the delusions of the world and the kingdom lifestyle Oh, I just think it's going to be huge if we can just yeah. train people to
2: do it. Amen. I, I appreciate that a ton. And I mean, I, that's a good part of your book. There is, you know, you like you lay out the societal issues, but the problem that we are facing ultimately is it's it's infiltrated the church. And you're exactly right. It's you know, and, and I I've been saying this as well since 2020. Like, and I th- I think you agree. Is this that the God's been trimming the fat? <laughs> right like mm. the the uh, tears are being pulled out from the wheat and the the frauds are being exposed within the church and our culture um and so have the numbers within the churches shrunk a lot yeah but it's a good thing because we're getting rid of the dross and and it's like gideon's army like we, you know god's getting it down to the faithful 300 that are ready to fight um and that's how revival starts and so um yeah i i agree totally and <clears throat> just i mean we, we've been talking this week just about some of the stupid stupid stuff that is infiltrating the church and christians you know and, and i'll be careful because last time you're on here i got you in trouble uh uh but you know there's some I'll, I'll mention derek webb i know you you already got yourself in trouble with him but you know here's a guy that's still making probably a, some decent money from Christians, right? Off his music for a lot of years and showing up with the dove awards and address. Like just stuff like that where you're just like you look at that and you're like, this is so stupid. Like there's no logic behind this. <laughs> you know, and and they look fool it look he looks foolish. Those people look foolish. It's like, okay, you guys are cool for a minute. You're doing you know, you're doing the end thing and you got some more likes. You you know, you've been kinda quiet for a while. Okay, good job. You wrote a new song that's really dumb that mocks Christ and, okay, um, and you look like an idiot. Like, that's all there is to it.
1: I know what you mean. You know what I think is going on, man? It's sort of like the church has become, uh, like, extremely pacifist. I think that's what it is. Now, of course, I'm not even getting into, uh, like, actual pacifism. So let's put that on the side, okay? I'm not talking about lockdown and yada yada. Move that on the side. It's like our posture Our posture is so wimpy. And that's actually what I mean when I say wimpy, weak and woke. That's the wimpy side. We're so wimpy that I think that most Christians don't even really get upset about. I think they're sort of like, of course the world is doing that. Why are you surprised? No big deal. And while I can, (laughs) I can appreciate the side of it that of, of piety to understand, Hey, you know, pagans going to pay. I get that. (laughs) But, that's not what's going on. When you have a, a Christian musician, an ex-Christian musician, go apostate, who decides to routinely mock the Lord Jesus Christ, I don't understand why that doesn't bother Christian music listeners. Are yes. you serious? That doesn't bother you at all? Just like I don't really understand why the number one cause of death. I'm preaching to the choir here. The number one cause of death in America is not people starving to death. It's not because we don't have enough food to go around. It's not because of cancer. It's not because of diabetes. The number one cause of death in America is abortion. Yep. A, a third of all of the ba- the babies uh, that are born in this country, uh, that could be born in this country, or 25%, I should say, a quarter are murdered. Mm-hmm. I don't understand for a Christian why you can be like guys pagan's going to pay what's the big deal. Yeah. I honestly think we've just become so pacifist that we don't want to say anything about anything and we think that we're being more pious. And so I, I just would challenge people um in love I would just challenge people and I have I've challenged some Christian leaders in this when they've pushed back on me and they've said John I think that you're the problem. They've said, John, I think that the way you come across the things you talk about, I think you're doing more harm than good. And I have just said to them nicely, do you believe that you would have been standing against you know, slavery? Right. Do you think you would have been standing against Hitler? Do you think you would have, you know, would you have been standing? And they all go, well, of course I would. And I've just said to a few people nicely, brother. If you are not willing to stand in the 2020s against the totalitarian regime trying to teach your kindergartner about radical gender at the school, radical gender theory, and then telling your kids that they can change their gender without their parents' knowledge, having drag queens come to the school to read to your kids, If you're not standing against the gender mutilation of 13, 14, 15 year old children in this country, or you're not standing against the mass murder of the unborn in this country, then you need to stop playing and lying to yourself. You would not have been marching with Dr. King. You would not have been standing with Frederick Douglass in 1850 to end slavery. You would not have been cheering on Dietrich Bonhoeffer for standing against Hitler. You would have been the pastor telling Bonhoeffer, Shh, you got to yeah. keep it about the gospel. You're getting too political. Yeah. That's what you've been doing. So you got to either own it or you need to wake up and st- and join the battle and speak the truth and love. Come on, brother.
2: Amen. <laughs> That's just the prophetic vision that we're talking about in Proverbs 19. That's all that it is. And so the church has failed to do that. We've gotten lazy. Yep. Pastors have gotten lazy and I'll be the first. It starts with the in the pulpit. It starts with the pastors. Like, we've gotten lazy and we've stopped engaging the culture and telling the culture to repent and telling the culture to kiss the sun. Lest you perish in the way. And, um, and yeah, I mean, goodness gracious, I know I run out of time. You're going to get me going again. Uh, we got about four or five minutes here and he's got to, John's got to do a sound check. So I'll just, I'll end on this. Like, again, there's someone we were just talking about. I won't mention, but, um, just this whole, um, deconstruction language that this was getting me fired up this week that is crept into the church and that's a socialistic term it's from socialism it's not like a cool it's not just a cool term that all the cool kids are doing now like it's straight socialism that the church has adopted um and just to kind of bring tie everything together here like the the person we're talking about was talking about how they deconstructed right and um and when they did that You know he's this person's like well i was just gonna start from the beginning and rebuild up you know and and god was always the center of things but in reality what happened is when he deconstructed there was no he had no objective standard for morality and truth and it all went out the window and it resulted in drug (laughs) abuse and um resulted in like really bad things um and that's what happens when you throw out any objective standard of anything, of morality mm. and truth. Um, it, it it's there's there's nothing to, to live for at that point. It's and and it's darkness and it's moral anarchy, and and so Christians that are trying to like bring that terminology and try to make it Christian, like it doesn't work. And so yeah. like, we're saying, just knock it off. Stop it. It doesn't work. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, there is a lot of this happening. I talked to a friend of mine who's a pastor and he does a lot of things all over the nation, youth groups, and he's like, dude, he sent me a thing. He's like, There's this whole youth movement going on at a group of churches and they are calling they're they're going through a program to go and they're calling it deconstructing your faith. Oh my goodness. But they but they mean it in a positive way. And I said, is it a progressive church? And he's like, no, no, no. They are saying that this is the way to come back to orthodoxy. They're trying to use the terminology and twist it into a good thing. I've been standing on this ground, and I'm I'm still standing on it. I will give one small caveat. Is it possible that there is someone out there who uses deconstruction and Is orthodox now. Yeah. Of course, of course there is. I'm not saying there's not a person. What I'm telling you is, in my opinion, in my experience, 99% of the people that use the term do not mean it in a good way. And it is not a good thing. And the easiest way to test it is just to say this. After that person deconstructed and then they quote unquote reconstructed, do, do, do they now hold opinions that are more offensive to the world or less offensive to the world
0: mm.
1: it's the easiest question i've never met anybody mm. that's like oh i deconstructed and came back to my faith and and now i hold these opinions that are super unpopular <laughs> that 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 oh, rarely rarely ever ever happens now there are some people who were maybe deconstructing their faith and god saved them Hmm. But those people don't usually use the words deconstruction as a good thing. They usually say it was horrible. Stay away from yeah. it and, and that sort of thing. So I guess one of the ways you could tell you just say this if somebody says, no, no, deconstruction was great for me because it brought me back to the true gospel. Then you can just ask them, OK, um, where are you at on biblical sexuality? More than likely, they're not going to give you a clear answer that is what we would because be orthodox right where are you at when it comes to the unborn they're probably going to give you an answer that's not really what what you, you would like it to be right so i i think the danger in this is and I, I do write about deconstruction in my book very very briefly the truth is this deconstruction even though people will send you people right now are going to send you comments saying that i'm wrong i know they will that's but okay. it's fine Uh, And that's that's totally fine with me. (laughs) No, don't even know. It's fine. Send the comment. I don't mind. But I'm standing my ground on this. All of this is interconnected. Christian deconstruction is connected to secular deconstructionism in the postmodern world. It just is. They want to inject. They don't necessarily even care if you reject everything. They want to inject skepticism. They want to say, all right, wait a minute. Well, whose interpretation is that? And where is the power dynamic in that? So Apologia told me that the interpretation of this scripture is X, Y, and Z. But the question is, is why does Apologia want me to think that? And were those men or were they women? Were they white people or were they people of color? Mm. Were they heterosexuals or were they homosexuals or LGBT? You know, it's, it, it, were, were they tall people or were they little people? You can just keep going down the whole thing to find out what would be your motive and telling me that thing. And then I can begin to dissect it and give some alternatives. You know, one of the things I write about in my book is this postmodern philosopher called Michel Foucault. Um, And a lot of people don't don't know the name Foucault, but I will tell you, he has probably influenced your life in ways that you don't even know, okay? Foucault basically said this, he's postmodern. So since we can never know absolute truth, all that there is is power. And so when you look at interpretations of history, for instance, he says, we need to create fictions. He calls them fictions. He says, we need to fiction the past. And what he means is that nobody could ever know the absolute truth of history. But when you learn history, you got to ask yourself, who's telling me this history? Is it the oppressors or the oppressed? And if it's the oppressors, then we need to fiction the past. We need to give alternatives. And it doesn't matter if those alternatives have any merit. You could literally make it up. And we see this in Christian deconstructionism as well, don't we? We see people say, well, you know what? When Jesus said that, it could just mean X, Y, Z, and they just make something up. Because they don't have to believe what they mean. They are fictioning a new biblical interpretation. Mm -hmm. So deconstruction, in my opinion, is something you have to stay away from. And the last thing I'll say about it: this and I think is pertinent to the discussion that, that you're talking about that you and I had, one of the new things in deconstruction over the last two years in Christian deconstruction is to people to say, Oh, I'm not deconstructing my faith. I am decolonizing Ugh. my faith. And so what decolonizing your faith means is basically a similar thing. They're basically just saying you're, Luke, your apologia interpretation of those scriptures is probably a Western Eurocentric white Mm -hmm. interpretation. And that's just used to have power over people. But I don't want a Western interpretation. I want to know what the real interpretation is, and I'm going to decolonize it. And all that it is is a new way to inject skepticism into it. And look at it from a different viewpoint. That different viewpoint is going to be from, you know, what they would call your standpoint. Your standpoint could be based on your race, your gender, your sexuality, your nationality, et cetera.
2: Whew. Amen. Thank you for that, bro. I know you got to get going here. Um, You got a sound check, I think, for your next show. So I'll let you go. And I'm uh, going to play a song here. You know what song I'm going to play my favorite skillet song of all time.
1: I I don't know it, but play it, thing, man. Come on now.
2: You hate it, I think.
1: I can't hear it, so I don't know.
2: Oh, you can't hear it. Sounds good. Sounds good to me because I can't hear nothing. Oh, it's I can. It's still my favorite.
1: Oh man, you're going old school. I love it. Still my favorite. Your first song. It's still my favorite. I love it. Ah, it's so cool to hear. I well, I appreciate. I sure do appreciate you having me on. I know I told people already. Go to the website, johnlcooper.com, but I'll I'll mention one thing as I'm leaving. The reason you can only get the book right now at my website is because a lot of people don't know, but if you're doing publishing, even with Christian publishers, like let's say that James White wrote a book, and then I wrote a book, and let's say I was going to slam James White in my book, (laughs) which I wouldn't do, of course. (laughs) But let's say I was going to do that, and I was going to say – James White is a moron that always wants to wear those ugly sweaters <laughs> and talk about his bicycling and uh or whatever. And let's say that we had the same publisher. You're uh, my publisher would come back and say, you're not allowed to say anything about James. White Because we do his books as well. Yeah. Well, what if, what if James has said something or, or, or whoever, Tim Keller or whoever, let's say that they're saying something that really, really needs to be challenged. These publishers won't, allow you to do that. And I think that it's created a sort of, um, it's created an environment where Christians can't Christian leaders can't challenge other Christian leaders, ideas in public depending on their publisher. And I just don't want to mess with any of that. Hmm. So I I published it myself because I want to say what I believe. And, uh, that's why you can only get it. So if you want the Kindle version, you can get that at Amazon. Otherwise you got to go to John L Cooper.com, okay. get it for a friend, get it for somebody that does not believe that culture is on the precipice of destruction. Two chapters in, they're going to say, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah,
2: I didn't realize you did that. Um, so that's awesome. Get on, get on you for that. Um, so yeah, also check out Cooper stuff. One of my favorite podcasts that I never missed. So. Um well thank you brother I appreciate yeah. it. And uh John's been go- been going nuclear John lately which is my favorite as he knows so. <laughs> There's but- <laughs> a lot happening in, in trash world okay? Trash world. Oh man, well thanks dude I appreciate it a ton man. I know you got to get doing some sound checks up. So you too man. We'll yeah, catch keep up Yeah, keep up
1: the good work. You know I love you guys. I appreciate you. Thanks for watching everybody. Yeah,
2: likewise bro. I love you too man. We'll catch up. All right. All right. Later. Later man. Whoo,
0: that's a good show.
2: Well, I'm gonna wrap this up here. I love that dude a lot. Pastor James, Doctor White, connected with him a few years ago, and I've been able to get to know him really well. He's a great dude. Love what he's doing. Um, I'm just gonna play some more skill here. This is a really old song, by the way. Um, so I'll just end here uh, with a couple things, and we are I'm gonna do an after show. So if you are all access please uh stick around and uh we'll go into the after show in a few minutes after i end here and see if you guys got any questions i can answer and uh continue the conversation so um so yeah uh thank you again all access you guys you make this happen you turn on the lights um it is almost christmas time um as you all know and you know because we've been saying that for a while um, so, so I just want to remind everyone to go to shop.apologiestudios.com. this is one of our new shirts that i designed Fear God, Not the Mob. Uh, Some cool shirts on there. If you're looking for Christmas presents, you can also get that pre-sip coffee. If your loved ones love some good coffee. Um, And uh, Isaac sent me a message. wanted me to remind everyone of the Advent stuff we're doing here. Whoops. I accidentally just lost it. Hold on one second. There it is. Um, So if if you guys have seen in the past, we've done the, the, Jeff's done the uh, Advent readings for each day i believe starting the first of december through christmas um this year we're doing a little bit different he did some new ones um so he so um isaac wanted me to tell you this christmas time is here so that means our advent series let earth receiver king will be available to you and your family once again this year we are doing things a little bit differently and adding value to the 25 day christmas devotional we are going to be hosting the devotional on our website uh so starting tomorrow December 1st at ApologiaStudios.com You can go and join And celebrate the incarnation of Christ the King So you just go and get a free account It's not going to cost you anything And then you'll have access to All of those videos um, And I just saw some of them that look really great So we did we did some new ones So um, I think that's all I got um, So next week we will be back I'm not sure if Pastor Jeff Will be back or not We shall see um, But then we only have uh, Let's see two more shows this year actually next week will be our i believe our 11 year anniversary i gotta check the dates for apology radio i believe next week will be 11 years so that's cool we'll have two more the rest of the year and then we'll be celebrating christmas um so yeah thanks again everyone uh i know if zach was here and thank you for supporting abortion now we got a lot coming up 18 states in this next year so we need your help uh And we need your support and those that are already supporting and participating with us. Thank you so much. You're the best and peace out and Merry Christmas.
0: This is The
1: Academy. I am Eli Ayala of Revealed Apologetics, and I will be bringing a six-part
0: series on presuppositional apologetics. What is this called? The Apology Academy? It's just called The Academy. Okay. What's up, everybody? My name is Pastor Jeff Durbin, and you're watching Collision Today. I'm going to be interacting with an atheist on TikTok. So here we go.
1: Unsupervised and unhinged.
0: Welcome back to Cultus: the Aftermath. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Ask Me Anything. You are watching Apologia Radio's after show exclusively for all access.